Welcome, everyone, to episode 44 of One Hour, One Decision, 1H1D. I am Chris. And I am Tom. And we take 60 minutes and play a random game on Xbox Game Pass and decide, do we want to go to space? Or would we rather stay home? That's right. Uh, And in this episode, we're going to be talking about Mass Effect Andromeda. But this time, we've got some friends with us. We've got uh, Phil and Nave from Gaming Together Podcast with us talking about this game, Mass Effect, developed by BioWare. And uh, this game came out back in March of 2017. I played this on the PC, and the game was 47.6 gigabytes on the PC. Tom, how much, How big was it on the Xbox? 46.0 gigabytes. <laughs> well done. EA has done a great job making sure that their games are optimized for the Xbox. So good on them. But uh, let's talk about what kind of game is this? Are you, are you asking me or are you asking our two wonderful guests? <laughs> I'll throw it to the floor and see who, who, who responds. A sci-fi RPG shooter. Oh, you played it, played it close to the chest, huh? Yeah, pretty, pretty simple. Sci-fi first. Yeah, I think I agree with you there. Yep. Then RPG second, shooter third. Yeah, they definitely mm-hmm. saved the shooting for the, the last little bit. Okay. All right, I'm going to apologize because I thought Philip was going to go left field. So now I'm just going to sound stupid. I'm just going to get it out of the way then. I wrote, <laughs> inters- I wrote Interstellar Conquistador role-playing game. Oh, yeah, that, that's pretty good. It's a lot better than my third-person action RPG. (laughs) (laughs) I basically wrote the same thing. I put third-person action adventure game. Let's talk about the game loop. What what is the game loop, though? I wrote uh, Converse, Conquer, and Collect, because I like alliteration. Okay. Well done. Yeah, that's that's it. (laughs) That's what all I did in my hour. I don't want to jump too far ahead, but... Not a whole lot of conversing in the first hour. Chris, Chris, what did you put? I put play through a space adventure story completing objectives. All right. Mine's not too different from yours. I have experience narrative punctuated by a mix of choices and action sequences. Yeah. I liked, I liked Nave's answer, though. That was, that yeah, was, like, was good. Very succinct and to the point. So well done with that. But uh, what else? What do we like about this game, guys? I'll say, first off, this game was very pretty, um, especially for a, now a four-year-old game. It's uh, it, it still holds up. Um, the music was epic, and I definitely felt like a like almost Hollywood vibes from playing this game. Just like that, that kind of very. Uh, I almost even want to say like a like a Michael Bay production of some sort. I don't know, but um, that that was not that not that I think that all Michael Bay movies are good. It's just that he he is like to me what Hollywood is like when you think of a Hollywood blockbuster, quintessential. So, yes, yeah. At least I definitely in this time put that as my first like as well. That I specifically the scenery. I wouldn't say like everything looks good. I'll asterisk mm-hmm. put a pin in that. Yeah. For for later on, but um. There's a moment really early on where you walk through like a cave like or like a archway or something and there's these two giant floating things and your character your partner character is like we're not in the milky way anymore. Yeah. Yeah, you 
She talked about how cinematic it was, and one thing that really hooked me in was the star power in it. So, not to jump too much into the plot, but your dad in the game, Ryder Sr., he, the second he talked, I'm like, oh, I know this man. This man's a part of my childhood. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't know who he is. It wasn't until I was doing the notes for this, I looked up who it was, and it's Lex Luthor, like from all and the Mr. animated DC and Mr. stuff. Mr. Krabs. Yeah, he's Mr. Mr. Krabs, Krabs too. Uh, I wrote his name down, Clancy Brown. Yep. But I heard his voice, and I'm like, this man. This is worth it. I, I got to make dad happy. I got to make Lex Luthor happy. <laughs> and I did all the, the voice options I could to make him ha- like a, a happy dad. <laughs> well, that's all good. I will jump on here and agree that I thought at least the beginning was very like engaging, very cinematic. Um, it got me like really invested very quickly. Uh, and since we only have an hour to do this, I think it's a very important thing for you to do all games. Uh, is <laughs> yeah. get me on board quickly. Um, and I feel like this game did that. Uh, I agree that it, I liked the aesthetic of it. I liked the believable sci-fi. You know what I mean? Like I can imagine our future and this being a real thing that happens, you know, cause sometimes sci-fi is a little bit more fantasy and sometimes it's a little bit more sci-fi. And this, this does that well where it's like, yeah, this, this, this is a possible future for humanity. The other thing I liked was the way that way that you move in this game. I thought the movement was really good. It reminded me of a game, Rest in Peace, which I think took a lot of this game, which is Anthem. I loved that game for the way that it played, like the, the flight and the way that you move around the environment was just so good. Uh, the rest of the game stunk, but that part oh. of it was really good. <laughs> I was going to say, I didn't get to play it. You're hyping me yeah, up. Yeah, we haven't played it yet. Yeah. It's on our list. I bought it for like $4 like a few <laughs> yeah. years ago or something. You, I mean, it's 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 at least worth a a, uh, a quick stab at it. But you, once you play that game and then come in like uh, after you play this game, you're like, oh, wow. It's like there's a lot of things that they borrowed from Mass Effect Andromeda that is in there. It's um, but yeah, uh, I also liked the, the, the conversation engine was cool. Um, this is actually the first Mass Effect game that I've played for longer than 10 minutes. So really, yeah, this is my first foray really into this Mass Effect universe. Cause I, this, I don't know why I couldn't get into the other ones. Uh, this game in particular, the conversation system was a point of like a lot of controversy where the other three games, the original trilogy have this system called the renegade Paragon system. I just said it backwards and it felt really dirty, but it's, it's in there now. So that that's how it is. <laughs> where it was basically good or evil, dark side, light side kind of thing, where uh, you can visibly see on the wheel what your choices were. So if it was evil, it'd be red. If it was good, it'd be blue. They thought that they, what they wanted to do was make it kind of like more organic and more like natural. And they got rid of that system. And instead, they replaced it with like six different types of yeah. replies, which you probably there was a tutorial really early, but you probably should have skipped over it since there's literally no talking at the beginning barely but it, there's like little symbols that show you what yep. mood that you're trying to portray and so a lot of people fought back against this because it kind of like took away this because whenever you make a tangible decision like that i want to be evil you make the evil decision then you feel like you're purposefully pushing your character forward 
rather than you have this it's it almost seemed arbitrary at that point the the system where you didn't know what your character was how the character was developing especially yeah. since in these games you only get a snippet of what they say and and a lot of the times they'll say something completely different which usually turns into something hilarious i got one of those actually because i definitely said like uh one character he's like oh they killed terry and your character then had a choice of saying uh we need to move on or uh like it's okay to have feelings or something like that <laughs> and i said it's okay to have feelings and my character literally said stay pissed use it and i'm like <laughs> is he a sith lord now <laughs> anything else you guys want to bring up about what you liked about this game um, I did have something that's a hot button issue for Tom, which is uh, the character creation. Uh, <laughs> it has a very deep uh, character creator, which is incredibly dangerous for me. But I liked that all those options were there. Like, I have to look at them. But I also liked that it had the ability to do like a quick start with a default yeah. character where it was like, just pick this character that we've already built for you. And I was like, oh, thank you so much. <laughs> I said I did. I immediately just picked that. I was like, no, I'm not going down this rabbit hole. I'm no, sorry. I went I down was... the rabbit hole, came back and picked the default character. Perfect. It's interesting, actually. Um, so let me get, I guess, your perspective also then, because you had like a brother or I'm, I'm assuming in your case, a sister. Is, mm-hmm. that, is that what happened? Yeah. So they were the ones that was trapped in their yep. vessel or whatever it was. Okay. Which was something I forgot about, but I actually appreciate a lot. that That's very interesting, where you have the default male and character, and they both are in the story simultaneously. In the original Mass Effect trilogy, you had male Shep and Fem Shep, and they were their own person, and there was no alternative out there. Unless you play Got the it. Citadel DLC in Mass Effect 3. <clears throat> but um, <laughs> I think another game did this for us too, right? I think it was Rage 2 that... Um... That did something similar where you you created a character and whoever like oh no you picked one of the two characters male or female and whichever one you didn't pick got a door smashed on them oh yeah that was cool that was, a, that was cool so that's perfect yeah that's I mean, uh, that's rage too. i put like uh just to tack on to what you were saying about the movement i just wrote the boost jump is really neat i yes. actually i didn't remember how fun it was to because you have a double jump like jump jet and you also have a boost, and you can use each one once. So you can like jump really high in the air and then dash in a direction, kind of mm-hmm. like some kind of anime protagonist. And um, it's it's actually pretty fun. It's the best part of the combat, which yeah. we'll get into in yeah. the negatives. So, <laughs> that's, that's a great Spoiler. Let's, let's get into it. Let's get into what we didn't like about this game. Because, yes... Nave, I agree with you. I thought the combat was very lackluster. Mm-hmm. Um, for un, um, un, uh, unfortunately, the same way as with Anthem. Anthem, it was uh, a crappy time shooting stuff. But because like I, I just felt like I was shooting things, and I just I saw numbers going up, but I didn't feel like there was any impact. The guns felt like sounded tinny, mm. and I, yeah. So that's that's kind of what I, I, I start off with that. But uh, what what about you guys like, in terms of combat? I hated the platforming aspects whenever it was mixed into the combat because there were so many times when I go to jump on a wall instead I'd activate my boost jet and fly into the enemy swarm <laughs> and they would just gun me down because I was a squishy little boy. 
<laughs> the only game that I've ever, the only first-person shooter I've ever played with platforming in the middle of combat is Doom Eternal. That did it just yeah, they did like, it good, so good. Because even that if you accidentally good. dodge roll into a bunch of enemies, you're just like, oh, cool, I'm right here. You chainsaw them right in the face. You're like, it's yeah. great. Well, I was trying to use the cover Gears of War style. Instead, I'm pressing mm-hmm. A and I will jump straight up into the air. You know, I was constantly pressing A to get into cover. In this game, you just walk into the cover and it, yes. and it snaps you, like yep. yeah. like it's like Army of Two or something. I can't remember, like some 360 game. I'm like, what is this? Yeah, I'm I'm so appalled. I'm angry. <laughs> cover shooters? You know what year it is? Yeah, I wasn't worried about the the cover itself. And he was he uh, what did he say? Chris, what did you just say at the beginning? Oh, the guns. They 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 yeah. were like weak. Yeah. Um, I wrote the combat is incredibly bullet spongy and mm-hmm. in my, in my little stream, I rewatched it just to make sure I had all everything. I didn't miss anything. And I was like, you can hear me get deflated. Cause I was actually having a good time <laughs> jumping around and do. And as soon as I got into the first combat wave, I was like, Oh, these guys take like 17 shots and, and it only gets worse. It just, it brought back like flashbacks of every single time you have to fight waves waiting. I mean, that's mm-hmm. obviously not in the first hour, but you you yep. get a little bit of taste because you those enemies don't even have shields so like you you're just oh shooting my God. Okay. dumpy enemies so that's that's unfortunate tom what about you what did you like not like sorry <laughs> well um and phil touched on this a little bit and now i understand a little bit and nave as well a little bit better uh i was feeling like my options and choices felt kind of superficial and that like I like I was confused like could I have avoided that combat like at the beginning of the game like there's a se- sequence and I'm mm-hmm. like I'm not going to shoot anybody and it's like oh I guess oh, I have to yeah. shoot people and then like you know the choices come up on the wheel and I'm like which of these matter I I don't know like I don't know what I'm doing and like the 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 conversation wouldn't 100% respond or wouldn't match up exactly to what I had selected so I don't, I don't like that you know, when it's like I pick one thing and my character says something else like that, that, that I'm not a fan of. I think it would have been I would have liked better a very like obvious light side, dark side, you know, kind of uh, choice system. Yeah. A little anticlimactic <laughs> feeling. <laughs> Phil, what about you? Anything else you wanted to bring up uh, that you didn't like? Uh, the only thing I put I didn't like was the shooting, the platforming wall shooting and the quick dialogue cuts, because I don't know if it was just how I was playing it. Like I played X Cloud version, uh, and <laughs> we didn't even bring that yeah. up. Yeah, whatever. Because like you guys like PC Xbox, I'm like I'll do X Cloud because you know oh, it's different. I didn't I didn't know you could do that. That's cool. Yeah, I'm guessing it maybe like they say an hour of gameplay uses almost three gigs if it's like doing full HD. It didn't look like full HD. I don't know what was going on, <laughs> but whatever. Moving on. Uh, what got me was that some of the quick dialogue cuts where if you chose your dialogue option before somebody was done talking, your character would just talk like right as soon as they got done talking. Uh, I don't know if you guys noticed that, but I definitely was picking up on it. hmm. Whereas in other games by Bioware, such as like KOTOR, I know it would hold like half a second until the other character got done talking. Then you would say your voice clip. Whereas this one, it was like much clippier. Like this is such a small little nitpick. But it felt so weird to me in a game that looked like the production value was there that mm-hmm. it was just dropping for me. Like, you guys experience this? 
it is not a small nitpick. Okay. <laughs> I'll let them go first. So uh, the other thing, actually, um, as pretty as this game is, like you can pick flaws at it very quickly because yeah. like the the way that their expressions are sometimes they start to like their bodies or their like eyebrows start to twitch and you're like whoa what is that why are they doing that that's, that's uncanny valley yeah it, it, it definitely did go. that the doctor holding the med pad in the first scene where their hand was just like kin claw and it was just like <laughs> shaking in her hand <laughs> Just clearly a, a separate object in, yes. <laughs> in their model. I'm like, is this is this Saintro two? Like this, like this looks bad. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm sorry. I'm gonna go on another rant. I'll try. <laughs> so it's it, you guys hit on mostly everything. I want to focus specifically on the facial animation during conversations because, mm-hmm. unfortunately. In a game like this where you're having lots of conversations, you're going to see dialogue. You're, you're going to constantly be seeing their face. Not only are like the camera angles questionable at times, like sometimes <laughs> uncomfortably close, but <laughs> it it only exemplifies the uncanny valley feeling that you get where everything around is so realistic and beautiful. And then these faces are so botched from the uh, procedural generation that they have, like the technology they're using for their mouths and their eyes and stuff, because they basically taught the skeletal mesh to be like, this. these are the phonemes. like, And so the, the, the game interprets the words and what phonemes that their mouth should be doing. And occasionally it gets glitched out and like their cheeks start vibrating and stuff. <laughs> it, it's very distracting. The thing I like to focus on the most, though, for people who get mad at me for roasting this game all the time is uh look at their eyes like what especially when you're watching writer's eyes like your main character i don't know about the male because i played the female both times through because she got memed to death at the beginning and i just wanted to relive it this time just to see if it changed after all these years and it's definitely all better i will say that okay it was it was a nightmare before all right my sentence that i cut my i cut myself off the eyeballs dart everywhere constantly they're like like they're a paranoid person this is horrifying it's like watching uh the thing that old movie like that really awful feeling you have that whole time you're watching i feel like i'm watching staring straight into someone about to have a breakdown at any moment anything else you guys want to bring up though that was uh that that was (laughs) that was true true though because it's very unnerving when you see that I don't know if your listeners have noticed, but I'm a huge Mass Effect nerd. I love mm. it. It's one of my favorite series of all time. And I was so hyped for this game and just crushed whenever it mm-hmm. didn't. I've long since stopped pre-ordering games besides Doom Eternal. <laughs> and um, I was just absolutely... I had I had to have time alone for like two weeks just because I was like, I can't believe they messed this up. Um, I, I will agree that for me, expectations versus reality, right, is always a huge thing. I talk about it a lot. Um, This game felt to me more like a shooter than an RPG. And I was expecting more RPG than shooter. And so that already put me like off my game uh, in terms of when I was playing it. Um, That all said, I did think it was pretty easy for me to understand what I was doing and where I needed to go so I could stay like on task and follow the story and, and objectives and, and it would make sense, you know, more or less. Uh, so that allowed me to get pretty immersed in my experience and immersion is like a huge, big deal for me. So if like, if I can forget about the fact that I'm supposed to be playing for an hour, like that's a big uh, pro in my book. C- Chris, 
I had, like I mentioned before, I had no desire to play the series at all. <laughs> like the whole Mass Effect series. So um, the, the one thing I actually also found out was, and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, you guys, but it looks like it takes about 25 hours to beat this game. You can mainline like, this game for sure, yeah. Yeah. So I was uh, I was pretty curious, and I was like, okay, well, if that's the case, I might I might keep going because I was engaged for that, that hour. But to be honest, after this conversation, I don't feel like actually picking it up anymore <laughs> because right. of the fact that like um, the bullet sponginess of the the um, enemies and the conversations, like how you don't really know what you're actually how you're going to affect the game later on because it's like you know is there multiple endings in this game i never finished it unfortunately <laughs> oh, well, i got go. i got we'll just maybe on like hour, one hour it. yeah the um nice. the i will give the game the credit that the combat does improve as you start getting as you get your third party member you have there are multiple different races and multiple different classes and they all have different abilities that you can hotkey and tell them to do as you're in mid combat. I don't know if you got to the point where you actually got to command them around, yeah. but but um, th- that being said, the game compensates for that. Like you get a lot of cool abilities, but the game compensates for that by making the enemies more spongy. <laughs> like so, it's not like it never balances out. It's always in the negative. But at least you're flying around shooting galaxies at people. It seems kind of fun if you're watching it, but. Not really when you're playing it. Um, yeah. That I I did touch on something though. There's only one alien in the whole first hour I played, and I was speed running. Like I was getting as I was like I need to see as far as how far I can get just so that I know exactly if 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 either one of you decided to speed run too, I would know exactly where you got. And you basically just get to the point where you find the citadel, not the citadel, whatever the this the lightning tower is. Yeah. No. 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 It's I got out off the planet. Like I finished oh, the planet. Really? I got outside. Oh. Yeah. Wow. I, I was like that. actually. I wasn't. I wasn't doing dialogue. I was like skipping dialogue oh, okay. and stuff too. So. <laughs> okay. I was oh. just curious. But um, I what I really want to do is get to the lady that says my face is tired because that sums oh, up. I was waiting to make that joke. Yeah, she says my face is tired in the first like two hours of the game, and she makes this really goofy looking face. It got patched. It's fixed now. But I wanted oh. to get to that point just to see it. The, there are so many different awesome aliens in the Mass Effect series. The lore is awesome, and there's a whole bunch of different cool like uh, races. I'm trying to like I'm like getting confused by myself now. Species like there's a whole bunch of different cool races that like the Krogan and the Turians. Garrus is the best boy. If anyone listening like ma- likes Mass Effect, they probably agree. Um, if you did, I mean, the Mass Effect Legendary Edition just came out. Definitely a better place to start. This game is a lot more modern, but it's obviously got huge pitfalls that the original game, it had a lot more time in the oven, a lot more love and care went into it a little bit. I guess the, 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 the main question is, are we going to keep playing this or not? Um, right. I will say that I, before this conversation, like I said, I thought I was going to keep playing this game, but after this conversation, I don't know. I don't think I'm going to, I think I'm going to like uh, kick this to the curb, Tom. What about you? Uh, I enjoyed my time with the game and I can tell that I would like it, but I'm not sure that I will keep playing it. This is, this is one of those games and this happens to me a lot where I'll play a game. 
I'll enjoy the time that I spent with it and then I will never turn it on again. So I don't know if that's where this game is going to live or if this game will get turned back on again. And, and I really couldn't tell you until some future point in time. So you'll have to check back in with me later and ask me if I ever turned it back on. I would say this might deflate you a little bit, but the intro is unique through for the whole game. I maybe there are other parts, but the game is consists of plant like hub planets and it's just open, like sprawling free roam. Like mm-hmm. as you go to planets. Like this is the only as far to my as my knowledge goes, because I didn't beat the game, so I don't really know, but uh this is the only like on rails go straight. You, you always know where you're going. Otherwise, you get like a car and you're just driving around a big planet going to waypoints, kind of like Far Cry, like a bunch of small mm-hmm. Far Cry barren sure. wastelands with occasional little buildings you can go inside. Yeah, that doesn't sound good. Yeah. <laughs> Phil, what about you? Are you going to keep playing this game? Well, Mass Effect has always had a special place in my heart of me hating the first one when it came out because it was so <laughs> crunchy. But then I turned around and fell in love with the sci-fi elements and the story played all one through three, loved them all. And I always knew I was going back for Andromeda one day. I'll play it. It's on my list. This game is Anthem bad. <laughs> like, like, it's not well. like, too, well, this is bad <laughs> and I can have fun in this dumb sandbox because it's broken. Or, oh, there's like nothing. It, it's so hollow. Yeah, after that one hour, I'm going to trash it. I'm probably not going to go back. The apple didn't fall far from the tree with Anthem, so. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, so that is our thoughts on Mass Effect Andromeda. Let us know what you guys think about this. Uh, are we completely wrong in trashing this game? Or, you know, are we right? And with the several thousand other people that have made memes and stuff like that about this game. But um, guys, thank you so much for joining us on this on this uh, very special podcast. And how can our listeners reach out and find you guys? It's uh, we are the gaming together a cooperative podcast. I just did a cardinal sin and said the the beginning, but the Twitter handle is at game together pod, game together pod, nice. not gaming together pod because that's too long. And gaming together was taken, so had to yeah. compromise. If you like co-op games, check us out. If you don't like co-op games, that's okay. They're, just keep listening to this show. Still, so, still so check us, check them out too because they're uh, they're good. Good group of guys, very knowledgeable about a lot of the games that they talk about. So, but thank you guys for for joining us today. And as always, um, you can check. Well, well Chris, Ooh. where where can they find well, us? Yeah, I was I was getting to that, Tom. You can find us on Twitter. Uh, where are you? Yeah. You can find us on Twitter at tc tc one h one d. We stream our games on Twitch at one h one d or twitch.tv slash one h one d. Uh, and we're on YouTube now, so this episode is going to be on YouTube. So you can like, subscribe, s- comment down below, and hit that <laughs> notification bell, guys. So, you know, let us know if you don't or do like Mass Effect. But you got to find out what we're playing next, don't we, Tom? Oh, yeah. Let's find out what we're playing next. Here we go. Oh man. Farming what? What Simulator 19. I think that one's co-op. Is it really? Most of the farming simulators were. Can we can we mow the lawn together, Chris? <laughs> we we could uh, till our crops together. Yes. 
Farming Simulator 19, that is our next game that we're going to be trying out because we both have not played this. No. So what? we're both going to try it. You didn't play it, Farming yeah. Simulator? It is, it is playable on the Xbox One, so I'm good there. <laughs> so there you go. We are playing Farming Simulator. And thank you so much again, everyone, for, for listening. And I, for, I forgot this, of course. We are part of the QTV network, and you know they've got their great sets of podcasts as well. So don't forget to check them out. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening or watching, and uh, we will talk to you on the next one. Thanks, everybody. <laughs>